millions in real estate transactions, a successful investor and entrepreneur. He's mentored and inspired top mortgage pros throughout Chicagoland, oversaw billions of dollars in mortgage closings, a trendsetter and entrepreneur. They met through his most accomplished protege, an elite loan officer, businessman, and developer. Together, they recruited some of the real estate and financial industry's biggest talent. Shh. It's time to listen in and discuss market trends, secrets, and advice with your all-star panel at Market Overdrive. Here's your host, Carla Mina. We're gonna do it. <laughs> you are listening to Market Overdrive, where the two hosts and the only two hosts in the room today <laughs> are having a birthday. Yes, happy birthday to Nick. Happy birthday to Carla. <laughs> How old are you now? I'm 30. You're lying. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. You're everyone everyone is allowed to lie in one situation in life, and that would be your birthday when you pass 29. Oh my goodness. I'm on I 29, like I'm on 29Z. <laughs> You know, it's like 29A, 29B, 29C. So it's Saturday. I should be sleeping, but instead I had an appointment this morning, and then I grabbed you a cake. Happy birthday. It's ice cream. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to wait until the end. I got you a rock end. star. And you got me a rock star. to get you ready for your uh, birthday bash weekend. What are you doing? Uh, I got a grand tour of parties to go to. I have some other friends that have birthdays on the same weekend, and I'm going to make a stop here, stop there, and then have my own afterwards. Do you notice the difference in lifestyles between you and I? It's like you're going to be partying, hopping. I'm going to go home. <laughs> You're going to go home. I'll celebrate for you. Actually, I'm not going home. I'm actually going to make a stop and visit my bestie, Mimi Luna. I hope you get better. I'm sorry you had to go to the hospital because you think you're invisible. She got the pneumonia. I figure like every time somebody hangs around you, Nick, they think they're invisible and they can do Nick stuff. I don't know. What, like walk on water. Not my fault. Not my fault. Not, I can't even walk in sand. What are you talking about? <laughs> sand. So let's get on to today's show. What are we doing today? Wait, Who how are we old talking are you? about? What are I got to ask about? you how old you are because, you know. <laughs> About that time. (laughs) 1041. Lucifer will live on. So it's birthdays, it's gifting, it's end of the year, it's a holiday season. And as we posted online, it's the holiday season is upon us. And a lot of people are kind of bummed because they feel like they've missed out on buying something in 2016. No, no, don't worry about that. There's plenty of time to buy something. You know, you might have missed out here and there, but there's always an opportunity in any marketplace. Good market, bad market, there's always an opportunity. You got to look harder. Get some good advice and get educated. And that is why we are here. Exactly. Every Saturday at 1 o'clock, which may change pretty soon. And we are going to give you a phone line to call if you have some questions in regards to today's topic. Or you know what? What the heck? If you have a question in regards to any topic, all things real estate related or mortgage related, 312-642-5600. Again, that's 312-642-5600. More importantly, we got to get some my legal mom, well, I do. I don't know about you, but I'm going to have to get my NMLS number out there. One zero six three zero five four. I actually do have a license to talk about mortgages. What about you? I'm a legal person too. So fifteen thirty seven thirty four is my MLS ID number. And yes, today it's kind of cozy. Grab a blanket, sit tight, and ask us any questions you'd like to, uh, us to answer with respect to buying and selling real estate. Um, I have my coffee. Do you have yours? I have my rock star. You have your rock star. So let's get right. let's get started. Um, question for you, Nick. If I wanted, wait, you is it too late to buy and close this year? Because someone called me today and said they wanted to use tax probations to. No, I mean it's all dependent on if you're getting a loan or not, or if you can make it within the window. I mean, I think a lot of good solid lenders can get a, you know, mortgage done between now and the year. No way. You yeah. have so it's December second, right? It's December third. December third. And then you need what thirty to forty-five days to process a loan. I mean, that's what the industry norm seems like it is. But like I said, there's lenders out there that can do loans within three weeks. Really? I mean, we do have 
you know, some days off in this month, but I think, you know, optimistically, yeah, you can get something done still this month. So that's crazy. You better hurry up and get out there on Monday. Right. Get this <laughs> under contract because I'm trying to negotiate something over the weekend and they wanted to close at the end of the month. And I'm like, uh, you're going to have to call your lender because that's going to be crazy. We still have to do a home inspection. Speaking of calling lenders, it's been a rough week, actually two weeks or ever since November 8th. It has been a rough week on interest rates. Um, got a little bit better this week for a hot minute. The rates kind of came down, but I think if everyone is watching or keeping up the news or even doing any kind of online shopping, you'll see that the rates are no longer advertised typically in the threes on a 30-year fix anymore. They're going up into the they're in the low fours right, right now, so you might get a lender as low as four up to, you know, some at 4.3, whatever the case is, depending on where you're located, what your loan amount is, and what type of property you have. But we're quoting the rates, rates are up. That we weren't talking about we're not quoting the them. We're saying that, you know, that's it's actually been pretty big news because you said, you know, calling your lender. And we've taken a lot of calls lately, um, people trying to speculate what to do next and are they going to go back down and uh, the whole nine yards. So it's, it's definitely streamlined info that's going on right now. For sure. So what does it mean to someone who was thinking of refinancing their current pro- product? Is it a bad time just because rates are escalating up? You know, it depends on your approach. If you're if you're looking to uh, refinance because you're sitting in a substantially higher rate, so let's say for example the market today is at four percent and you're at a five percent, um, and you're still pretty early into your loan, and it, it would be beneficial probably to do it. Um, would it be nice to have a three point seven five or a three point six, much yeah. that of what happened about two months ago? Yeah, it'd be great. But unfortunately, at some point you have to cut your losses, take the conservative route. Uh, you don't want to be too greedy and sit and wait, and hopefully you can see it go back down because there is another side to that. It could also keep going up on you. Um, I don't think rates are going to go into the fives during the course of the year, but I do anticipate and I do uh, presume, this is my opinion only, that rates will be higher this, this year. This is a lot of s- considered to stats, like, Considered like towards 16's rates, 17's rates will be higher. You said no more than five is the cap. That's I don't think they'll go over five. Statement. I don't think they'll go over five, but... Look, where are we I, now? I, I saw rates move a half a point on November 9th. What do yeah, you want me to tell you? Everybody freaked you know? out. So everybody freaked out. The the stock <laughs> market seems to like the new president-elect. The bond market doesn't seem to, uh, to traditionally do as well when the stock market's rolling. So right now our rates have taken a hit. Uh, mortgage-backed securities market is definitely feeling um, the, uh, it's not just the president. It's also been some, you know, words from the Federal Reserve and, uh, there's other things that also move rates for the most part, job reports and uh, inflation. And there's, it's, but it did start with the election day, and you know, and I would put a little bit of, um, a little bit of a frenzy into next year if you're a homeowner and you want to buy and you, you're really on a budget. I would keep an eye on rates uh, because you don't want to wait too long into next year, because you know if we're starting at four come January. There's who's to say we won't be at four and three quarters come next exactly. December. So yeah. that's why I'm like questioning your five. But OK, um, so how does this affect you? Right. You're on the sidelines. You thought you were going to buy in 2016. Um, but now we're at this point where we've just had a shift. Uh, we're, we're obviously we're expecting a change in the presidency and a lot. And it's affecting us in real estate a ton because it, it's mm-hmm. at first we were going through the whole uh, campaigning and people were afraid they weren't doing anything because they wanted to see where this was heading. But now we already know where it's heading, and there's been some uh, obviously positive movement in the stocks. But what does right. it do to you when you want to diversify your investment? And clearly, real estate is always something that people want to do. 
especially those people who listened to our show last week. We had a lot of activity with people being interested in wholesaling. And of course, flipping is still something that's very, that's trending high. So what does that mean to someone that's going to flip a property, put it back on the market in March when the height of the market kind of comes back? If rates are going to come up and that's going to affect a ton of buyers. Now we don't have inventory and now rates are going up. Let's, you know, let's back up for a second. First of all, we're not going to make this a political show because that's not our job. We're here to talk about real estate regardless of what party is in office. But the reality is that there's going to be some people that have frowned upon, you know, that didn't want to see who, look, half the country was divided. Some people wanted one person to win, another person won. That means the other half is, has their opinions. But the reality is this, if there's one silver lining, whether or not you're a fan of Trump or not, he's a man that comes from the real estate industry. Right. Which means he's a believer in this industry. So I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth or make any assumptions, but I would think that he would be in favor of pro real estate and home ownership. Um, of course. You know, he mm-hmm. has talked proudly about deregulation and maybe taking some of the stress off of the lending environment and making it easier for people to own homes. If that does happen, I will tell you this. The more people that do come in and if he does deregulate and makes product availability a little easier, look, his secretary secretary came out of the guns firing that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac have to be reprivatized. He wants them to go back to the way they were. They're no longer going to be controlled by the government. At least that's that's a statement that he made. Now, whether or not it happens, you know, TBD on that one. But all these things are indicators that programs might get looser or there might be some more flexibility for some homeowners that sat on the sideline. Now think about this. Or we this. may lose some grants, some programs. No, well, hold on. If, if flexibility comes forward, that means more buyers are able to actually buy a home. More potential buyers are in the marketplace. We've already had a very tight inventory situation over the last two years. If we flood it with more potential buyer, buyers, this could do one of two things. A, raise your uh, values up because the demand just keeps going up. B, um, give us a bigger shortage. So there's also, if you want to look back into some history, uh, 2006 is known in the height of the, ref- uh, height of the real estate boom over the last 15 years. At that point, 2006 interest rates were le- nearly 2% higher than the ref- refi boom that went on in 02, 03, and 04. Right. Property values were not at their highest because rates were at their lowest. They were still going up higher in 06 and even in the beginning of 07. And it had a lot to do with product availability. Uh, a lot of people were able to get loans. So, you know, I don't want to see, you know, a bubble happen, but I do think that there will still be some opt- optimism and more flexibility for future homeowners moving forward. But the rates, that won't stop rates from going up, by the way. Exactly. So you're basically saying that we're going to have more, of, well, no, there's going to be more inventory because there's not going to be a ton of buyers. And yes, I still believe that. Less inventory. Less inventory. Well, let's see what happens, but uh, great topics, and if you have any questions, give us a call. What's our number, Nick? I think it's 312-642-5600. <laughs> Last time I checked, let me look at that little screen over behind me. Yep, yep, still 312-642-5600 for a little while. You're listening to Market Overdrive. We'll be back in a couple minutes. And now, back to Market Overdrive. Here's your host, Carla Mina. Welcome back. Uh, you're listening to Market Overdrive. We are here every Saturday at 1 o'clock. And we talk about real estate and what's trending in the market this weekend, um, as we said. We're talking about, you know, it being the holidays. And now in the studio with us is Mr. Javier Garcia. Hi, Carla. The family Hi, just How are keeps you guys getting doing? bigger and bigger. Right. Yeah, yeah. So can you say happy birthday to Nick? 
You want yeah, to have he, no, he, you know, he he called me in the morning. I called him in the morning. He did. He, he did his thing early. Oh, that's so wild. Early, early my yeah. birthday. Is... Yeah, I didn't want to say what we did earlier on off on the air. You know, right, right. Yeah. But Javier, you haven't Wait called me in my birthdays. Because your birthday's on You're, Monday. Monday. <laughs> it's so painful. I feel Monday. like I'm always I feel like a birthday like, week. Yeah. A birthday month. I think. Like going to remind us the whole month. For anybody listening, neither one of our birthdays is today. Not even mine, which is tomorrow. Carlos is on Monday, but she likes to have a birthday week. So birthday. I've been birthday blues all week. All sad. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to call me on my birthday, though. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. Let's get back to real estate then. I'm just going to shoot you a text. (laughs) I don't expect anything from you, Nick. (laughs) Lucifer, (laughs) it's all good. Love it. Let's get into today's topic. Yes, please. Obviously, we had a little bit of a market recap in the last segment, and now we got Javier in the the room, thankfully, so I don't have to be alone with Carla here too much longer. Um, Do you have to say NMLS 217343? There you go. Get that out of the way. Um, today's topic was I, essentially the marketing piece was about leveraging grants, tax savings, and loan programs, and you know what else can you get uh, in underneath your belt before the year is over, or at least to start looking forward into next year. So, who wants to jump off? And, I and get personally into that have already told all my realtors that we've moved the deadline over to January 30th, mm-hmm. just because in Cook County specifically we have the March tax bills that are going to be due, right? So, being the taxes are paid in arrears. Technically, they can still capitalize on that full year's tax refund that they're going to receive as a prorated tax credit. Sure. So they can definitely use that. Just about every loan program out there allows you to use that as a contribution towards the down payment. But I would definitely say January 30th is your new deadline to get under contract. Because so you're you recommending that don't... we take it to the next year and not close this year? Absolutely. you got to take it into the next year. I think right now people should definitely be active. I was actually reading a blogger a little bit earlier in the week where it was saying that a lot of realtors are actually actively working right now during the holidays just because a lot of people have kind of put a stall in regards to their home search. So there's actually pretty good inventory available right now if We're you actually go out busy. there and look. So if you're busy, go out there and start looking for properties. Your deadline now is January 30th because we definitely want to get you closed sometime in mid-February before that county tax bill is due so you can receive that full rated pro-tax ration uh, to go towards your down payment and be able to capitalize on that. It's free money. And it's good that right? you say that because when we opened up the show, we were talking about, like, is it too late to get under contract? And more importantly, right, a lot of people were thinking, oh, this year is the year I'm going to buy something. Right. So how do, you, how do you prepare for next year so you can get a head start, A, on competition, right? Because Nick said, obviously, we all know that there is a lack of inventory. So how do we get ahead of our competition by knowing that we're going to take advantage of these tax preparations and, and be able to force something? Because I think that the other p- part of it is, a lot of people, what stops a lot of people from buying, and even first-time buyers, is that down payment. Correct. And first and foremost, I want to say, it's never too late to ever do anything. Okay? So if you're not in position not, or anything, it's, it's never not. too late to do anything. Right. If you're not ready today, I always say, I'll give you the blueprint so you can be ready tomorrow. That's my philosophy. And I love that things, because right? truly, it's you want to know what the blueprint is. Exactly. Right? So, so as a loan officer, I'm going to be a little bit greedy here with the advice that I'm going to give. But obviously, we're going into the end of the year. What's very important about the end of the year? Your pay stubs. Your pay stubs are going to have your year-to-date earnings. It's going to have a full breakdown of your income, base, base, overtime, commission, structure, everything else. That's going to be pivotal for your loan officer to be able to execute your debt-to-income ratios and everything that is associated with the transaction. And if you are self-employed... If you're self-employed, you might want to get a P&L a clamp. ready, right? Well, not just that, but put a clamp on your, well, you, maybe you're lucky and have a very overzealous, crafty, yet legal accountant, <laughs> right? And and he does a very good job of reducing your income. Right. However, um, your taxable income, I should say. However, if you have it on your agenda that you want to buy a house next year, you might want to keep a conscious effort to 
pull the reins back on him a little bit if you actually need to show some of the true money you really do make. Or I don't know how you do your income taxes if you're self-employed. Everyone's got their own different little strategies. But I have seen so many of them come in, and um, they make a lot more than they say on paper. Absolutely. And so be aware of that. You yes, because sometimes, like you said, it's a little bit of an overzealous way of them doing their write-offs and depreciation. So it Let is a perfect time. You a couple time. bucks on your tax turn, but you're not going to qualify now because you didn't show what you, you didn't truly show made. your ability to repay. So that's Correct. also something that's very pivotal. Also, you're going into it. So your deadline now is January 30th. It's time to clean up those assets. Maybe limit the amount of deposit activity that might not be payroll-related or business-related if you are self-employed to make sure that you're not putting other obstacles and more documentation in the way that's going to be needed for your loan approval. Mm -hmm. And limit the credit activity. I know you're going to go out there, you're going to be shopping for the holidays, you got to get presents for the kids, and they might tell you you might get an additional 20 to 25% off if you apply for a credit card. Don't do it. Try to limit yourself. you got to be disciplined and say, hey, if I'm going to try to buy a house, specifically going into the new year, 2017 in January, you want to limit all of your credit activity because the last thing you want is for your credit scores to dip and all of a sudden, now you're at a different criteria, credit criteria, where your interest rate might be affected because of a lower FICO score. And I'm going to tell you something that's really creepily disturbing. You still hear it. We, we run constant ads, and I'm sure you guys do over there at uh, uh, Federal Savings as well, about people to buy homes and refinances. And so we have one particular ad campaign that really highlighted the down payment assistance programs. And we're getting a lot of people. Now, people that usually are looking to use down payment assistance are typically first-time home buyers or they're just getting their feet wet, whether it's work or whatever the case is. So, but to hear them say, well, you know, I just want to get information about the loan and how, if I can qualify for the grant, but I don't plan on starting my shopping till the summer or spring or summer. Let me break you some news. Some of you will be shopping for a year, you know? So if you think you're just going to call an agent in June and have a new home to move into in the middle of July, you are sadly mistaking the probabilities of that happening without you paying absolute top dollar in a dogfight is slim to none. In a dogfight. Well, it will be. Because if you think <laughs> I absolutely have to move next month and there's only one property in the area you want to get into and it hits the market and you're in a bidding war, that property is going to be substantially higher than if you took your time and actually paced the market and maybe, you know, maybe I'll put an offer on this one. Maybe this isn't the right one. I'll keep searching over the next few months till I find something I'm really happy. You don't want to be in a desperate moment where you're scrambling to make a decision because you have to get your kids into a school district. Right. right. So it's time to start now. You no, don't have to close sure. now, but it's time to start now. I'm a realtor. You're preaching to the, I mean, come on. Like, I always tell my clients, list your property first if you have to sell something because you're going to have a, it's going to be easier for you to sell, especially in this lack of inventory market, right? And it's all about pricing too. So don't think that you're going to get more than what fair market value is. It's, there is premiums in certain specific areas, but you have to be strategic about pricing. So if you price right, your property is going to move off the market. Right. It's still slow down for a few categories, like in the in the condo market, it's still very slow. Obviously, we know the luxury market is very slow. Um, but when it comes to that sweet spot, like a 350, even 450 now, anything under 450, and definitely, for sure, for sure, if you own a two-flat, you're going to fly off the market. People now, are looking. That's a coveted type of inventory product right would now. Would you say that the luxury condo market is stalling right now just because of all the new construction that is occurring in Chicago? Because I was reading an article. There's more cranes right now in Chicagoland than 
you know, before the housing crash and everything else. Could that be a position where maybe new no. buyers were interested in we buying We still don't have a lot area? of inventory. And the new construction inventory is not going to hit the market until 2017, 2018 because of um, zoning and, and just permits. A lot of uh, the con- new construction is being stalled. Okay. So we don't have anything. Other- that's why we still have the issue with a uh, lack of uh, inventory because not even the new construction products are hitting the market. And when they do, they're slowly coming into the yeah. market. So it's not creating, um, it's not definitely, it's not satisfying that that demand. And it's not always about just inventory. You also have to look at the fact that you as a homeowner have to buy something that you're happy with. I'll tell you this. When we started this show literally almost two years ago, January of 2015, is when I started shopping, my family and I started looking at homes and I guess you would call a luxury market. I barely closed on a home in in June of this year. Yeah, it's... So you're talking... I, who knows, I know how to do this. Clearly, I know how to get financing. I know how to shop. I know what I'm looking for. I know what I want. It took me 18 months. And it wasn't because there was necessarily, you know, the luxury market has some inventory. Because you're picky. But but that's how it is for everybody. No, you you're know, annoyingly you're gonna spend, picky. You're going to spend your money. You're gonna, you want what you think you should be getting. Now, it's a big investment. You, you, it's a big investment. But right. I think you have two factors. You have one, you might not be happy with what you see, which is why you should constantly be looking, even if you might think... Your perfect closing time is June. It doesn't hurt to start looking in January. You don't I have completely one hundred percent agree with you. I was just saying for someone who will lose leverage because they have to get rid of a product before they buy something else. If you have to liquidate your existing home, then I say price sit right and put in a market ASAP. And yes, give yourself six to a year of shopping time. Um, because it's going to take just that much. There is not a lot of inventory and or stuff that you want. It's probably going to be, everybody's looking for that shiny penny, so you're going to be in competition. And if you're as picky as you, Nick, then, yeah, it'd probably take people six six months Look, to two I, years. I mean, Everybody's I, got a right to be <laughs> as picky as they want to on the biggest investment of their life. So I respect that. But my advice is you're going to be shocked. Some of you guys will be able to buy a house in a week, and some of you guys won't be able to buy one within a year just because it's a lot more... Difficult than you might think when it comes to making that final decision. Anyways, you are listening to Market Overdrive. We'll be back in a few minutes with our host, Carla Mina, Javier Garcia, and myself. Lines are open 312-642-5600. Again, that's 312-642-5600. Oh, boy. We got a birthday. Oh, Lord. Oh, Oh, my God. That's a song from Showbiz Pizza. (laughs) Billy Bob. Showbiz. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. All right. Okay, Carla. let's not do that. Yay. Nick and Carla's birthday. You guys remember that showbiz we pizza? I love showbiz pizza with Billy the, Bob. Yeah. Before it was Chuck E. Cheese. The well, now it's Chuck E. Cheese. But yeah, the big gorilla. The gorilla. I love right. the gorilla. I celebrated a that's lot of my the song they, there. That's the song they played. Oh, right wow. there. You do have a childhood. You're yeah. not just always been like this evil man. No, no. I spent my first four like years as a bought child. Like your mom bought birthday cakes and you had... Kids. Yes. You had friends when you were a little kid? No. Why? I like, oh, you were that poor little kid who never had anybody come to his birthday nobody, party. Nobody. Oh, nobody. I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got a caller. Let's jump on. The, let's just jump on straight to the caller. Mark, you're on Market Overdrive. Can you hear us? Mark, you're on Market Overdrive. You there, bud? Yes, I'm right here with my wife, Miriam. Good to have you on the show. Welcome Hi, Miriam. Hi, how are you? Oh, she's there, too. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they're both there. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're good. We're excited. You guys are excited. How's the home? Uh, it's awesome. Uh, right. R- right now, we're actually about to paint the rooms. We're getting them ready. So, so oh, Mark, I heard, Mark, this is Nick Bometti. I heard this really insane rumor that you w- dished out a walloping, walloping 
five dollars at your closing to close the oh, house. Oh yes. How did yes, that feel? That How did that very feel? True. I, I walked in there like a million dollar man. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, definitely a five dollar man. You definitely had that on you, so. Tell us how that all happened, or if Javier wants to share that story with us, so those that are listening can. Um, well, I gotta same. say, I met uh, Mark and Miriam initially from a referral uh, that kind of came through. They have been put through just about every possible loop, and you could possibly go through just everything. They, I'm not. How many realtors did you work with, Mark, uh, prior to like working with me? Uh it had been three of them. Three different realtors, you know, and I yes. kind of made sure to, when I sat Mark and Miriam with me, that we needed to get a team together and we needed to work, you know, cohesively. And, you know, at first we had some deviation and everything else, um, but, you know, they I kind of had a kumbaya moment with both of them, brought them into the office and told them they needed <laughs> to trust me. And I had their best interest at heart and I was a numbers guy and I would work the numbers exactly to a T. And I know that I've been preaching for about 60 days. Try to get under contract before the holidays so I can get you in before Christmas and we could use the full priority tax credit to go towards their down payment. That is exactly what I did for them. And they bet their five bucks on you and look at what happened. Absolutely. Yeah, I got to say, Miriam was the one who definitely pushed, put it overboard for me. So she told me, Javier, <laughs> I trust you. Let's do this. And they went out there with the agent that I assigned to them. Uh, you know, special shout out to, to, to the agent that uh, helped them, uh, ben, Benjamin over with Remax. He did an outstanding job. We kind of got in there. We had a couple ups and downs during the attorney review, but I was able to hammer out a couple details out with everyone in the system along the process, and we got it done. And I really appreciate when people, you know, give me all of their trust and saying, hey, Javier, I trust that you're going to do everything right by us. And if you tell us this is the dollar amount that we're going to bring to closing, it's even better when I tell them that it's only $5 as opposed to $2,500, right? You know, that's awesome. <laughs> I've been doing this for 22 years, and, you know, I don't, think i've ever given everybody a closing for five bucks but that's, i'm actually kind of jealous <laughs> wow Javi, that's awesome. well just because we do have some kind of time on the segment i wanted to ask you uh, mark and or miriam what would be one of the takeaways from your experience that you'd like to share with our audience that you can say you know this is what happened to us and i would give you this piece of advice after everything you've been through ah uh, wow that's uh i mean you know <laughs> I'm just, uh, you know, excited about everything, uh, the way everything went. But I would just say, you know, just trust the people that you're working with. Um, you know, I had a lot of doubt because of everything I've been through, but Javier, you know, changed that for me. And I really appreciate uh, the, you know, amount of patience that he's shown throughout the way. Uh, but, you know, when the person that referred me to him, I just want to throw that in there. Uh, he also had a down payment of 26 bucks, and I couldn't believe it myself. So oh. when I share my experience... So, Nick, you know, not only did he did it this time, but then he has done it before at 26. Can you match that $26, Nick? <laughs> nope. I, wow. When I shared that with that friend, the first thing he said was like, wow, that's amazing. He's like, you beat me. <laughs> no, it's, that's great. That's, that's good great. advice. And I think that, you know, in, in, in hearing their story... It's not all a total loss having three other agents or three other people, parties they were working with, because then at least they learned when they met you what a good one is versus maybe a poor one. Correct. Now, I don't want to knock the other three people. Sometimes it's a chemistry issue or an understanding issue. Mm -hmm. But at least they, they, at this point, I think when he said trust you, it's hard to trust somebody after you just had three bad experiences. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think what he meant is essentially that you'll know when you can find the right person. Mm -hmm. And once you are confident in their work, and their working abilities, that's when you need to start trusting them. 
And I applaud you guys for sticking through and just being committed to your goal, right? Obviously, you're doing this for yourselves and your family. Um, so congrats for your new home, and I hope that it is everything you wished it was. Congratulations, yeah, guys. You now you have I extra guess. cash you for the holidays. Yeah, Javier, thank you very much for everything. Not a problem, Mark and Miriam. You guys enjoy the home, and I'm looking forward to seeing your family grow in the, in the property. Thanks for being on the show. We'll see you guys. We will be back in a couple minutes. You listen to Market Overdrive, where we are talking about how to get ready for next year. Grants, tax credits, the whole nine yards, and how to take savings at this time of year. Lines are open 312-642-5600. Again, that's 312-642-5600. Or hit us up on Facebook, forward slash Market Overdrive, or Twitter, at Market Overdrive. And now, back to Market Overdrive. Here's your host, Carla Mina. I'm sorry, Javi, you're so excited because you had your clients call in and share a really good story. Mm-hmm. But that's what it's all about on Market Overdrive, right? We want to elevate your real estate IQ and just give you insight into what we do every day because we are seriously top producers in the studio and we know how to leverage not only you know, our expertise but our network in order to get you where you need to be. And right. I think moving forward in 2017, this is something that you should be very aware of is that obviously we keep saying lack of inventory. So you need to align yourself with a realtor or a lender that has a good network that's going to be able to give you um, information or even information about a new listing that hasn't hit the market because there's a ton of pocket listings. Right. Um, a lender that's going to be able to um, set up a product for you or a loan pa- or package your loan in a way that allows you to come to closing with little as five dollars. I mean, who was the, when was the last time you've heard of someone buying in 2016 that only had to come to the closing with five dollars? Yeah, why are you turning this into like a subway? <laughs> five dollars, five dollar $5 loans. Dollar, five dollar. I think loans. what's important to kind of take away, and then this is the one advice that I will give to because they're going to go through. You're going to share your secret, right? No, it's kind of like a like a red flag <laughs> that I would say for any home buyer, especially because a lot of the times it's a trust issue, right? But if you're in the process of buying and you're seeing emails being exchanged and your attorney, your realtor, and your lender aren't all CC'd on it, there's an issue because there might be a miscommunication. There might be gaps in communication. So I always say full transparency. Full transparency. Everyone in the transaction needs to know what's going on. That's why the team concept is very, very important. Because now, you know, if your attorney and the lender and the realtor, if everybody knows how each other works, they know to make sure to follow up on their contingencies. If you're going to need an extension, file for your extension on time. Don't wait till the 11th hour to do it. You know, it's all about working with, as a team, right? That constant communication so everyone knows what's happening in the transaction. I always say the root of all conflicts are unmet expectations. And that's when people start, you know, with the chest thumping and what's going on with the loan and why aren't we closed yet? Why don't we have a CTC? is because there's no communication. So I would say, number one red flag, if you are got a referral for your realtor from one side, you got a referral from your lender on another side, well, obviously, they probably haven't worked together. So at least you want to make sure that they're communicating together, that that active communication is in process, or else you might find yourself in a contract with no seller credits, and all of a sudden, you're like, well, how am I going to be able to do this with minimum cash to close? And it's just because nobody was communicating the process and didn't know how to structure the contract and the loan accordingly. Right. So full transparency. <clears throat> and I know you, you're saying something as it's little as look at who's being copied on e- each uh, email. But for me, my process is I meet with my clients 
the first time we set up an appointment, it's considered intake uh, meeting, but we review market, we review what kind of inventories, and then we we review negotiating styles for the specific different products, right? Short sale foreclosure, conventional deal. And so I manage their expectations. I explain to them what's happening in the specific neighborhoods that they're shopping. But more importantly, I let them know that I'm taking over the relationship from start to end, right? That means I'm going to be a liaison. Once we do that inspection, I will schedule a phone conference with our attorney so that we can all review the terms and the inspection. Once we, I stay on top of the attorney to make sure that, you know, the inspection is it's completed, all the repairs is, are negotiated, and that we close that attorney review. And then once we're done with that, then I start working with the lender to make sure that appraisal is ordered. And then we stay on top of the lender or, you know, in communication with the lender to make sure that the loan is moving and is going through underwriting in, in, in a timely manner, right? Because everybody's involved. Um, but that's what it takes. You need to stay. It doesn't stop once you get an executed contract. You have to stay committed. And obviously, as a client, you have to, you know, procure documents in a timely manner because time is in the uh, is of the essence when you're under contract. No, absolutely. So, <clears throat> Especially when you guys go under contract, you have your 10-day attorney review period, which we were discussing. It's important for me to know whether or not that's passed because that's usually when I put a hold on the appraisal. Right. We want to make sure that before we incur another charge to the transaction, we want to make sure that we're at least agreed on the attorney review based on inspections. If repairs are needed, whatever's being negotiated, it's always important. Um, and one of the things that I kind of always tell people is you, if you know that there's something happening, like I actually once had, you know, someone who was pregnant and they were in Texas. So I never got to see them you know, face to face and they kind of forgot to give me that little piece of detail, and then all of a sudden we're in the middle of a transaction saying, well, am I possibly going to labor prior to us closing into the transaction? That changes the dynamic of the transaction and changes the guidelines of how we're going to treat everything. So just make sure your full disclosure and you're kind of explaining exactly your situation to everyone involved so that that way you're not getting yourself into something where it might become more complicated because of some loose ends or details that you maybe didn't disclose. Communication and always being part of the team. It's not just your service providers who are your lender, inspector, appraisers, and of course, realtors, but also you're part of the team. Like if you stop sending documents and you're not telling us exactly what your end goal is, we are not able to service you. Um, You know, it's the holidays. Everybody's shopping. And I recently went and purchased a dress because we just had that NAREP event. Um, And I went and tried on a lot of dresses because I didn't know what I wanted to do. And the salesperson was so sweet. I kept saying like, oh, my God, I'm not going to find the right one. And he just kept saying, yes, we are. Don't worry. We'll find the right one. And he just kept bringing a bunch of dresses for me to try on. He never quit on me. He never like made it seem like, okay, now you need to stop. At some point, you need to stop. And I know it's similar to the shopping experience when you're shopping for a home. You may feel like, oh, my realtor is going to kill me or my realtor. It's not the realtor who's going to buy this big investment property. It is you. So work with someone who's not going to be trying to, you know, close on a transaction. It's looking at the fact that this is your your purchase, right? It could take you, like Nick said, six months or to a year, but you have to stay true to what you really want um, so that you could be happy and you can make that place your home. Absolutely. And one of the other things, too, is when you're looking for a property, you have to look at it the after the sellability of the product. Right. Once you're done using it as a home or what have you, how is it going to sell in the resale market when you try to put it on the market? What are some of the things that you should look into or you should look at when purchasing a home? Like, you know, if you're buying a condo, if it's a basement unit, you're going to buy it at a discount and you're going to sell it at a discount. Right. Right. So there's a lot of things in and out that complicate the transaction. And that's why we're here today to answer any questions you may have about the purchasing process. We're at 312-642-5600.
Hey, Nick, you got something to say? Mm -mm. (laughs) I'll just do the last 15 seconds of this whole segment. You're listening to Market Overdrive. We'll be back in a few minutes. The phone lines are still open. We got only one segment left, so call now while you still have a shot. 312-642-5600. Again, that's 312-642-5600. And now, back to Market Overdrive. Here's your host, Carla Mina. Oh, it's like Q&A with Javier and Nick in the studio this afternoon. It's kind of quiet. We miss our um, our agent, Melissa, who's supposed to be here on the girl team. Uh, but thank you, uh, Javier, for that gift that you gave your clients, $5, $26. Hey, Nick, can I borrow $26? Yeah. So I can buy a house? Wait, you owe me $25 for the last time you ditched a valet guy. That was $20, not I, $25. I tip him. Ditched a valet guy. You tip him? She didn't bring any I money. I hope it was summertime. I hope she you didn't ditch outside. a valet guy in the winter. She walked outside and made me, and you apparently owe my mom five bucks. She told me when I was coming here. Uh-huh. Tell Carla she owes me five bucks from the other night. Oh, oh my God, Lydia, God. Lydia, just got Lydia just called you out. We're putting you on black. You owe them. You're in, you're in foreclosure. And Brian, on, the Mamedi family and will be foreclosing on you. And Brian, I owe Brian twenty dollars. Unbelievable. That's awesome. <laughs> Unbelievable. I never carry cash. With That's me. what happens when you're cute. You just ask people for money. Give me some money. She's upset because I took two of her flowers from the event. Seriously, who walks into an event and has to walk out with the with the centerpieces? your mother nick i was like Lydia. She, thought was, my mom. she thought she was an albanian wedding <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna take the centerpieces i was like Lydia, my money. why do you have these flowers she's like they were giving them away i was like no they weren't she's like well they're gonna go to waste i'm like you're lydia memetti you do not can i can you just send your mom flowers please no oh, please it's <laughs> my dad's job can i share another story though since we're sharing sure she did ahead. say that she Sharing's was gonna give thing. me this really pretty chanel purse <laughs> Get in line, girl. She said that. Get I was like, line, would girl. it happen to be one that looks like this? And I'm like, that's what your son got you for your birthday, Get Lydia. In line, girl. Your mom was going to give me the present that you bought her for her birthday. She, oh, she was going to pull that one off, huh? <laughs> she regifting your gifts because they suck. I have a ton of gifts that were gifted to me and I hand them over to people. <laughs> uh, what? I still want to know what you did with my. Um, the record player that I got you. I've oh, never seen it at your co- office. A little cousin of mine has that now. Michael Jackson records. Uh, Thank you. No. You suck. It's okay. My kids really enjoy their record player. So now that we've gotten my debt out there and I can't, you know, seem to borrow any money from anyone anymore. Nope. I didn't pay back. <laughs> yep. I um, <laughs> Would you like you're to like add US, something? You're like the U.S. government. <laughs> We'll borrow it, but we ain't paying uh, it back. Oh, we're just printing this stuff. Don't <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> so I guess at this point, I should be able to buy something with like twenty five dollars. Yeah, forty five, right? Because I will bring some money too. You broker than MC Hammer. It is, but it's my birthday, so can we just wash away my debt? No. Happy birthday, Nick! I made you a sign. That's very lovely. She did make a sign. Okay, did that's make like a, a holiday sign too. It's happy like birthday, red ink it's red. and everything. It's awesome. Like We're in a festive happy birthday mode today. <laughs> right? <laughs> Nobody We're, wants to talk a, about this real was estate. La- this last segment, we haven't talked one thing about what the show's all I about. Know. So, and we got okay. one minute left for the most part. So, Carl, so. let me ask you a question: How Ooh. difficult is it to get a purchase contract with seller credits? Do well, you? Or, how do you feel? Post it's not right. No, it just depends if the person wants to do it. I mean, I have my it, I have my own issues about that, right? Obviously, you're mortgaging this. No one's giving you credit. And I, I'm sorry, this is a lingo of that I want to clarify because a lot of lenders say, oh, just have your realtor negotiate closing credits or, lend, or seller paid closing credits. It's not seller paid. It's you're mortgaging it because you could totally say, I'm going to buy this property for 200 and net the seller two hundred. At some point, you're going to want to offer the seller two hundred and five thousand, so you can get five thousand dollars back for your closing costs. So you're in essence mortgaging that. You're not really getting anything for oh, free. Oh my darling, and Whatever. this is where numbers never lie. 
right? But you do. Because you're... you actually can take a look at how much money you're actually going to save from the closing and then take a look at what that affects in your monthly payment. But you're and still then mortgaging it. you do a recost, you're right? You do a recoup. So I always say <laughs> the seller credit always helps. It's always Lenders better to save the money up front. will never agree on anything nope. except for the fact that... Check us away, Nick. That's I find it and you Thank lend you it. For lend- Thank you for lending. Thank you for listening to Market Overdrive. That is Carla Mina. That is Javier Garcia. I am Nick Mametti on behalf of iLoan, an Illinois residential mortgage licensee located at 3069 West Armitage. Armitage in Chicago, Illinois. Equal housing opportunity lender. We will see you next week. Thank you. You've been listening to Market Overdrive Radio. Brought to you by Carla Mina of Coldwell Banker, the Nudo team, mortgage expert Nick Mametti, Graco Funis of iLoan Home Mortgage, Josh Martin of Citizens Law Group, Patty Mamoni of Staging Wendy City, Javier Garcia of the Federal Savings Bank, Mario Correa of Correa Law. Thanks for listening. For information about anything you heard on Market Overdrive, visit marketoverdrive.com and be sure to tune in next Saturday.